Igniting, inspiring, and evoking the fire within. Nature's a quick vacation when I need one. Uh, being right, living very close to the Great Swamp and having a work schedule that's not nine to five, sometimes I will have a gap for a few hours and I can go a few miles from my house and just get lost in the Great Swamp. So, of course, nature is much larger than the Great Swamp, but that's the first thing that comes to mind is it's uh, just a chance to kind of clear your head and you just never know what you might come across while you're getting a little exercise and fresh air. You're listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Buyer. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Today, a longtime friend on. He is a freelance writer. He's a fisherman. He's a wildlife volunteer, a photographer who he says occasionally gets a good shot, and a realtor who simply loves all things outdoors. He is Jim Mulvey. Jim, how are you today? I'm doing very well, Fox. Thank you. Very, very honored to be here, for, to be asked to, uh, to take a few minutes to speak with you. It's been a, a long time coming, and uh, I should have probably recorded our, our pre-interview conversation, but we'll, we'll get into some of those, those topics as well. Uh, just a little bit about um, our relationship. In 2011, I was looking to purchase a, a home, and uh, you know, Jim came calling, and um, you not only taking care of me, but my entire family through, uh, throughout the years. You are a coveted man within the... Uh, buyer household. So I want to thank you very much for your, your, your guidance over the years, Jim. I want to thank you guys. I've uh, gotten to know not only your family, but now it's kind of gotten out to, uh, you know, cousins and uh, referrals. And it's just been, uh, it's been a wonderful relationship. Uh, it all started with, with our association. So for that, I'm very grateful. That's right. And thank goodness you returned a phone call. Thank you. <laughs> There, there's, you know, um, real estate is just uh, um, a part of what you do. And I want to get into the, the other um, portions of your life. You love nature. Uh, like me, you've, you've, you've uh, grown up and lived around the, the, the Great Swamp. So we'll start with this. It's a fill-in, Jim. Nature is what to you? Nature's a quick vacation when I need one. Uh, being right living very close to the Great Swamp and having a work schedule that's not nine to five. Sometimes I will have a gap for a few hours and I can go a few miles from my house and just get lost in the Great Swamp. So of course, nature is much larger than the Great Swamp, but that's the first thing that comes to mind is it's uh, just a chance to kind of clear your head and you just never know what you might come across while you're getting a little exercise and fresh air. That's totally quotable. That's probably going to be your 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 intro. I like that. A quick vacation when you need one, and and boy, do we need a vacation um, vacation now. Now, in terms of photography, okay, you're you're out there in nature, and and you are a very good photographer. You're not just someone that occasionally gets a good shot. If I uh, could show people all the Christmas cards I've gotten from you over the last ten years, you would say they were professionally. Uh, shot and done, and and I see you as as a professional, but and and you're very humble about it. But I want to ask you, um, 
you know, what are the, the elements of a good shot in photography? Well, I can answer that a couple of ways. So when I um, when I'm out, like I'm not always in the woods with my camera, but when I am, there's um, there's so much to take in, and you're you're, you're going to miss things. So when I'm hiking along a trail or whatever, and I have my camera with me, I'm focusing on the area where the light is good, and I you know the sun's behind me, and if I'm fortunate enough to find something in that you know patch that I'm looking at, it's if I can get you know, a good focus on it, if it's not obstructed, it's gonna be a, a decent shot because the light's right. But um, it's funny, I, over the years have gotten a bit critical of, a lot of times when you see what you're looking at through the lens and you think, wow, I got that. And then you get home and you put in your computer and it's like, it's not the way you remember it. It's just, you know, maybe your imagination takes over a bit, but um, the elements are a good shot for me or, are light. Um, I, for the most part, my photography is of wildlife. So you got to kind of, depending on what you're pho photographing, you got to be kind of, you know, lucky and quick to the draw to get it. Um, but an action, an unusual action kind of makes for um, a good photograph. I remember years ago, I got one of a fox yawning and I thought that was kind of cool. How often do you see a fox yawning? And I'm, I, I do bring it up a little bit tongue in cheek here. Um, <laughs> Not that you ever yawn, but the, uh, <laughs> over, at the, over at the Great Swamp. Um, but yeah, in, an interesting scene. Obviously, the light and the color. I like contrast. Um, so those are probably the main things that I'm looking for when I'm out um, playing around with my camera. Who got you into photography? My father. My father was, uh, he worked in, worked in the city, but he had a passion for photography. Um, some of that included wildlife. I've kind of taking that one a little bit on, you know, further for myself, but he saw, he saw, um, he was fascinated with anything. He would take uh, pictures of a, of a landscape or just a building that had, you know, light hitting it or shadow on it in an interesting way. So he was a much more, much more versatile and he had a much larger vision than I do. I just kind of, kind of like, focused on the the wildlife aspect of it but uh, my dad was definitely the influence with that and we have some great pictures um, up on our wall that he had taken and it's uh, kind of it's it's nice to see talk a little bit about the, those pictures because that was my my next question what what kind of photography do you have on your walls and why I have most of the photography I have in my living rooms pictures I've taken um, I, one of my favorite um, species or, or animals to take or owls. So if I get a good owl shot, I got some of those up and um, just the different pictures that I've taken that um, have a significance to me. So I'm in my uh, kitchen right now and I'm looking up at a, a picture that I took over at the Meadowlands uh, uh, wildlife area. And it's of a common tern feeding a young baby tern. And it was just a picture that I just happened to get real Good luck to catch it, and it was bringing a fish down to a little, it's a little chick. And I, that picture means a lot to me. It's up in my kitchen because when I'm, my daughter's here and I'm feeding her, it just kind of, I kind of resonates to me. Um, of pictures that I might have of my father. My father has a, one of his pictures is up in, you know, if you've ever been to Nikki's Firehouse in Madison, but there was a picture years ago in Chatham 
that there, there was a barn fire the next block over from us. And my dad so was interested in all things uh, photography, went over and it was an evening picture. And he, you know, from a distance, snapped a couple of shots of the Chatham Fire Department attending to, the, you know, putting that fire out. And he had lived in Madison and liked pizza and over the years was, you know, got to be familiar with Nicky's and he brought the picture in one day and the picture of my dad's, uh, you know, he's been gone for a number of years, but his picture is still up there. So it's nice to, uh, when we go there for dinner to see some of his artwork up on the wall there. I went there long about a year ago with, with my dad and, you know, now that we're in COVID, um, may not be for a while, but um, I, I never realized that. I'm a, I'm a, a big fan uh, of, the, of, the, of the pizza there and probably now even a, a bigger fan. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't, uh, didn't realize that. Didn't realize that, that, that uh, all that happened, number one, and that um, his handiwork is also there. That's really, really cool. Really cool. Um, all right. So we've got, we've got photography and, and a nice personal story there. What about, what about writing, Jim? I mean, you're a freelance writer. Um, fill in the following sentence. Writing is what? An opportunity to create. Um, I didn't initially, it's my, my writing career, you know, maybe that's not the right word for it, but uh, it started with um, writing a cooking article for the Fisherman Magazine. So I really enjoy saltwater fishing. And uh, there was, uh, in one of their magazines I, I had subscribed to, there was a little advertisement on the back page of a, a guy in his fishing uh, slicks and a tackle box next to him typing at a typewriter. And it said, you have a story or you got something, you know, that you want to contribute, you know, give us a call. And I thought, what the heck, I'll give that a shot. And I, uh, my first uh, article that I wrote for them was about different recipes to cook striped bass. And then uh, I kind of, I, I was asked to uh, do some other articles and most of the writing that I've done is mostly based um, on fishing articles. Um, I have done some things more nature related. I've done some things for the Great Swamp, uh, Friends of the Great Swamp, some articles. But uh, um, for me, it's when I'm writing, it might take me a few days to to get the article started. But once I have the first sentence in place, it just kind of just falls right into place after that. That's just kind of the way when I'm writing the way I, I think. Maybe I'm kind of thinking behind the scenes a bit, but I need to get that first sentence to you know, start my story on whatever, whatever it is I'm writing about. And then usually everything kind of follows pretty quickly after that, but it takes, it takes a little time to, uh, uh, to, get, to get launched on it. Yeah, you're trying to lay the foundation, right? Right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, in in, in the same vein as photography, who got you inspired to write? I had two great teachers in high school, English teachers, Whit Ranger, and uh, Matt Foley was the other one, and they had a real passion for for the English. The, you know the. the the, the craft of it and the uh, the books that they would make part of their curriculum um, resonated to me. So that was, that's what probably was the, the starting point for me. And it, was, it wasn't until many years that I 
started to actually do some writing. And for me, the, you know, the, the, the part that I like the best is when, you know, you can pick up a magazine or whatever and, and have something like I, to answer your earlier question, it was the opportunity to create. And, you know, whether you get paid for it or not, it doesn't really matter. It's a matter of, you know, starting a project and completing it and saying, okay, that's, I'll put my name on that. Sure, it's fulfillment. Um, and, and, and to go back, just to let everybody know, um, we went to the, the uh, same uh, high school system, Chatham High School, Jim and I, and I also um, had a, 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 a revere, not just admire, but revere um, Whit Ranger and, 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 and Matt Foley. Um, both of them, you know, as, and I had uh, Mr. Ranger at 16 years old, a sophomore in high school, when I had uh, Mr. Foley as, as an 18 year old, a senior in high school, and both of them, one of the greatest things that they did that I loved was that they read to the class. Um, um, you know, I can recall Mr. Ranger reading uh, A Raisin in the Sun, um, um, The Scarlet Letter, and and I, and I know you know this, Jim, but um, uh, Mr. Foley had this uh, system of writing and he would start all essays with what he called an ice cream opener. Um, I'm sure you, re you, you remember that, uh, but it's, uh, I, I actually still um, have a couple of those um, uh, examples, but definitely, um, I'm, I'm right there with you, Jim. They, they uh, as I, I write today and they are, uh, certainly my inspirations as well. Super cool stuff. Super Mr. Cool. Foley had a, had, remember the bilious screen? Yes, yes. The, uh, the folder, which he, you know, and, and he would sometimes stop and say, write this down. And uh, to, to your point, both uh, Whit Ranger and uh, Matt Foley would, would identify a paragraph that really, you know, resonated to them and might start their class with that. And it was, you know, they, they were reading it you know, it wasn't just words coming out of their mouth. They, they were reading it with passion. I think Matt Foley would even get up on a stool sometime. You know, yes, he would. Yes, <laughs> Great memories. Yes. Oh, please take me back. Um, yeah, I, uh, it was uh, being in their class. It's not just being in their class. It was uh, an experience. No, for sure. For sure. Man, um, um, Awesome times in Mr. Foley and Mr. Ranger's classes at Chatham High School uh, here in New Jersey. Now, uh, Jim, it's time for you to perform. Uh, we have a game called What, Which, and Where. I'm going to read you a quote. It may be from a book. It may be from Mr. Ranger or Mr. Foley, or it may be from a song. And you've got to tell us from where it came. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. I like this. I like this. Okay, the first one. Quote, for any writer... A pen is such a trigger. I'd say that's Matt Foley. This is a, this is a mu uh, musician. Now, I, Mr. Foley may have been a musician and we didn't know uh, back in his early days in Newark, but, but um, it's a musician, a current musician. He's about 40 years old. You go with Jason Isbell. You are correct. Okay. You are correct. Now, you've told me um, in previous questions or your answers to previous questions that you've gotten into his music. Why? I heard one of his songs on FUV and it just, it, it stuck with me. And uh, gosh, it's it been ages since I, you know, everyone's got their 
iTunes and this and that. I'm still, I guess I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, still got my, my, my vinyl and my uh, CDs. So I just ordered up on Amazon. I saw one uh, release of his that I got um, and I ordered it up and popped it into the CD player in my car and it really kind of uh, connected with it. He's great. And he's uh, um, just such a great um, storyteller in his songs. And some of them, I mean, if I, I'd be curious, some of his songs remind me, there's another songwriter that I find very good named Richard Schindel. And there's some, there's some, some songs that uh, make me wonder if uh, Jason Isbell was influenced by Richard Schindel. Um, but a uh, great, great storyteller. And that's, that's kind of going back. I've been a big Harry Chapin fan, you know, going, going way back. And just a lot of the, the songs that speak to me are, are story songs. And that's something that, uh, that I found with him. And I'm happy that I connected with his music. Good stuff. And I've, I've uh, you know, since you, you mentioned him, I kind of went into his catalog. And as luck would have it, I think right after I learned that you had, were into his, his, his work, I, I flipped on the, the uh, Garth Brooks channel on Sirius XM. And, and there he was, uh, one of his... Uh, his lyrics, super cool. All right, you are one. For, I want to. I'm going to give you that one. Thank you. Thank you. The second guess. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to give you that one. One for one. And the the second quote in what, which, and where is this? The town I came from really had one industry, and that was furniture. I hate to come up with the same answer again, but I'm thinking uh, via Matt Foley. You know, I, I, I coming from Newark. We 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 have to say that we have to say that, that his influence and he may have influenced this man. There, there's uh, uh, little doubt in my mind that he did not. Um, but I'm going to say this: this is a, a contemporary recording artist, musician, uh, singer, songwriter, and he's from the state of North Carolina. That'd be James Taylor? Eric Church. Eric Church, okay. Eric Church. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I like a lot of his stuff. I think he is a brilliant songwriter. And what, what he, he'd be a guy that we want to sit down and have a beer with, yes? I think so. <laughs> for, sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. What, what uh, to you makes his work stand out? I like his uh, the, the melodies that he works with. Um, he does have a great supporting um, band that plays behind him, and he tells a good story as well in his in his music. He he does he does. I mean, uh, you know, from the first line, you know what he's talking about, and he can connect with a lot of people. I uh, love his stuff too, um, and 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 because of what you know, your, your influences are, I've gotten into. Uh, Jason Isabel's work as well. Super cool. All right. That was what, which, and where you can exhale, Jim. <laughs> so, so we'll go into the, the bottom half of the, of, of the interview. Uh, Jim, let's, uh, we're here now. We know all heroes don't wear a cape, but if you had a chance to take a car ride with one, one of the following people, who would it be and why? 
Would it be Mike Rowe? Would it be Matt Foley? Or would it be Whit Ranger? Oh boy. <laughs> Let's see. All great choices. Whit Ranger, I'm fortunate enough to be in touch with fairly regularly. So as much as uh, he'd be a tremendous option, I kind of already have that luxury. So it's between Matt Foley and Mike Rowe. A dirty job, Mike Rowe, correct? Dirty, well, my, my, uh, I was thinking to answer the question, I was thinking if I went on a one hour car ride with Mike Rowe, I find him to be a tremendous communicator and he'd, he'd be a delight to do a, a ride with. And maybe if I was so lucky, the ride would end at a dirty job. <laughs> and we can continue our conversation, but I'd have to say Matt Foley, just because, uh, you know, about the third or fourth time I've mentioned him here, he was a great influence. And uh, there's a lot of things that, if, we, if I had the privilege to do an hour long car ride with them, that maybe I was missing as a teenager, that would be, you know, great to uh, hear what he had to say on things. Uh, um, just in life in general, or even on what's you know going on presently in, in our world. So I, I will go with my, Matt Foley. I think that's a great <laughs> choice. I think that's a great choice. I, I told you previously, and you know, um, from supporting me all these years, uh, the, the influence that he's had on my life and, and, and along with uh, Mr. Ranger as well. Um, and Mike Rowe to a point, I, I have watched Dirty Jobs and I, I find him a, a very, very witty man as well. Um, but great choice, Jim. Um, cool stuff. Cool stuff. Uh, give us a little advice. Here's the hypothetical situation. There's a writer who does not want to write today. A photographer does not want to shoot. How do they get inspired? I think that it's all about perspective. And if I were... Um, if you're how you're if I'm speaking with with a writer that doesn't want to write or that photographer that doesn't want to um, take pictures I would point out to them that they're you know it's all about perspective as far as the you know why don't you want to do the pictures or, or, or write the story and I try to help them identify that they have something to take a picture of or a story to tell and that the opportunity to do so would be, is something that they, I would encourage them to pursue. Fair enough. Now, what question uh, haven't I asked that you want me to ask? Who's been the, a very influential um, writer that I've been reading lately? And the answer to that would be Andy Andrews. Um, and why is that? Yeah, he's, um, I just finished a book of his uh, called Just Jones. It was a part three of a three book series. And, you know, I, I wouldn't doubt that there's going to be a fourth or fifth one down the line. But about three, three or four years ago, I, I shot out on Facebook. I was looking for a good read and I was looking for something that would be, you know, not, not too over the top, not too heavy, but something that I could find some inspiration in. And uh, a friend of mine that I went to 
high school with who lives out in Colorado now, um, was one of the people that kindly responded to my, my post and he suggested The Traveler's Gift by Andy Andrews. And that's a book that I would recommend to anyone. It's a, it's a very light and very not so light read. It's a very, uh, there's, it hits you right between the eyes with some real good stuff and you're not, you're not, you don't even see it coming. But um, that's, that's where I was first introduced to him and I've probably read about 10 of his books since. And he's uh, in, in that book, um, not to give it away, but he uh, ends up meeting historical, the, 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 the main character of the book ends up kind of going, I'm not gonna say back in time, but he, he starts meeting historical figures. And these historical figures are, know that he's coming and he is with them during a, a very critical part of these historical figures' lives. And he spends some time with them and they, they discuss things. And when it's time for him to go, the historical figure would hand them a scroll. And as he read the scroll, that would transport him to the next historical figure. So there were seven of these and the, they're, they're called the seven decisions of success. And they're very powerful items. They're, they're maybe a, a page, two pages long, but they, as soon as I read that book, they really spoke to me and I photographed them and I have all, a copy of all seven of them. And I try to make a point every morning when I wake up to read one of them either just to read it or read it aloud to myself. I mean, I'm at the point now where I could almost recite them. But even after a year of, you know, a couple of years of reading these, it's still a good exercise and it still gives me a good focus to start my day with. I, I, I like reading them to start the day. So uh, he's someone I would encourage anyone to, uh, you know, I've given my, my daughter his books. It, it's a great gift. I don't I make copies of what, of his books and just giving them, giving them to people, but uh, he's a good read. So I think he's definitely uh, worthy of, of our conversation today. For sure. Jim, you're a man of, of great range. Have you, have you read the book Range? I think the author's last name is Epstein, if I'm, if I'm remembering. I just finished the book. It was recommended to me by, by a friend. It talks about really examples of people that have had great impact on their uh, on the world, not because of their their depth of knowledge by, about one subject, but it's about their breadth of knowledge of over many subjects. And you're, you're certainly a man of, 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 of great range and um, breadth of knowledge. And we really appreciate your perspective here today. Thank you. I've, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. And uh, as much as it'd be nice to do it face to face, the Zoom is working out quite well. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it, it is. It is good to see you all, albeit virtually. Do you uh, care to share any of your contact information for anyone who wants to get in touch with you? Absolutely. I can. Uh, would you would you be on the po yeah, on the podcast? You, you, you can say you can say it now. I can share yeah, it. I'm in, a, whichever. My phone number is nine zero eight two five six. 6595 and I can be reached at jdmulvey at verizon.net. That's M-U-L-V-E-Y. All right. Good, good stuff, Jim. Thanks again for being on. Thank you, Fox.
Pleasure chat. Wrap up episode 57 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Jim and I will talk at you all later. Take good care. You have been listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Buyer. Because impact on each other is the greatest currency you could ever have.